Welcome to my podcast, and thank you for practicing with me. After listening, please find additional resources to support your singing practice in the episode description. Today, I invite you to consider what you most desire in your life right now, as well as what you most fear losing. Buddhist philosophy teaches that attachment is the root of all suffering, wanting things to last that cannot last, viewing our happiness as dependent on certain conditions being met, feeling resistant to unpleasant aspects of the reality we're living in, all of these things can cause us to suffer. We can alleviate our suffering by accepting that all conditions and experiences arise and pass, by embracing the fact that nothing lasts forever, and by coming to understand that it is not the conditions in which we find ourselves that determine our satisfaction, but rather the quality of presence and focus that we bring to them. I'm on board with all of that. What I would like to talk about today is the distinction between desire and attachment. They are not at all the same thing. And I feel that our satisfaction and happiness in this life is determined by the extent to which we can fully invest in our desires without falling prey to attachment and the suffering that it brings. Desire, unfortunately, gets a bad rap sometimes, and I, I find that misleading. Because all living creatures express preferences. We are each inclined to move towards some things and to move away from others. It is possible, and I would argue very desirable, to be able to move freely towards the things you prefer and move away from the things you dislike, so long as you do so with the consent of anyone else who is involved and without unnecessary drama. We all want the things we want. We would all prefer to avoid the things we find unpleasant. There is nothing in any way wrong with this. These preferences are what fundamentally motivate us as well as all other living creatures. When we desire something we do not have, that creates a motivating tension within us, a quality of dissatisfaction. We respond to that dissatisfaction by taking action to pursue the thing we desire. It can be deeply satisfying to pursue something we want. We learn things along the way. We have new experiences we otherwise would not have. And it is also satisfying to feel that we are continually moving closer to realizing our desires. So it's not the desire that causes suffering, but rather an attachment to realizing that desire in a specific way. For example, if I'm attached to achieving my desire within a specified time frame, or attached to some other specific aspect of its realization, if I desire companionship, but think it has to come from this one specific person, or if I want to pursue a skill set, but only if it's going to win me recognition and money, it is not the motivating desire that causes me to suffer, but rather my attachment to being realized in specific ways. The attachment we feel to these outcomes can greatly undermine the quality of our experiences as we pursue our desires. It is this feeling of attachment that introduces this element of drama. Instead of just engaging with and enjoying the company of someone I am getting to know, I will be tormented by the fear of losing their interest or concern that the relationship might not go in the direction I want it to. Instead of immersing myself in a pursuit, like singing, for its own sake, as a means of developing coordination and enhancing my ability to express myself, I pursue it as a means to an end, and I will be tormented worrying about whether others like the sound I'm making, whether I'm doing it right, whatever that might mean, whether it will yield me fame and success, and so on. 
These are examples of how a pursuit that begins with a desire can become distorted through attachment and lead to suffering. But desire and attachment are not the same thing. Desire is simply a very natural human experience, one that provides us with the motivation to pursue our dreams and create our lives moment to moment. However, if you are within reach of this podcast, your existence is framed by a culture that equates desire with attachment. This isn't even a Buddhist framing, it's just the way we are indoctrinated to look at things. The moment you feel a desire for something and begin to move towards it, you are encouraged to pursue it as an outcome with a laser focus. You are also met with lots of opinions about whether it is a good thing to desire and whether you deserve it because our culture creates a lot of attachment around being perceived as a good and deserving person and offers a lot of made-up rules about how to be perceived in this way. We are taught to be suspicious of our own desires. When our desires seem out of reach because we are not good or deserving enough in the eyes of our culture, we allow those desires to be supplanted with the goal of becoming good or deserving enough, and so we pursue that not realizing that this is a comparatively weak goal, it is no longer your heart's desire, and that it is fueled by attachment, attachment to external validation, attachment to being deemed good and deserving enough by someone else or a community. And only after achieving this will you be found worthy of pursuing your real heart's desire. But you never will because nothing kills desire as efficiently as attachment to someone else's approval. Even if you obtain that approval, your feelings of attachment to it will focus you on keeping it, making sure you never lose it, and your realization of your desire will be incomplete, and it will continue to feel fearfully fragile. Singing is such an essentially human activity. Anyone with an ear to hear and a voice that can vibrate can make music with their own bodies. Companionship is a fundamental human desire, and I say that as someone who has identified as quite introverted throughout my life. Companionship thrives on connection and communication, so skill at connection and communication is also greatly to be desired by all of us. Singing can be a deeply satisfying means of connecting and communicating with others. We can sing together, we can sing for one another, and when we listen, we are experiencing the transformative impact that another person's voice can directly have on our own bodies, because what is actually happening is that they are making your eardrums vibrate in harmony with their vocal folds. Singing allows us to touch others without actually touching them and also to be touched by them. So singing is powerful. Singing is for all of us. If you feel a desire to sing, I encourage you to sing. If you remember feeling a desire to sing that was somehow thwarted because of other people's ideas about who should and shouldn't get to sing, I encourage you to reconnect with that desire and sing. If you are an accomplished singer whose desire for expression, connection, and communication was somehow distorted by other people's ideas of what and how you should sing, I encourage you to return to the origins of your desires and pursue them with a reduction in the drama you have been experiencing as a consequence of these distortions. 
affirm your desire to sing. My own singing practice helps to connect me and reconnect me with my own source of desire and motivation and noticing the differences between that and the attachments I have myself formed over the years to wanting the approval and affirmation of others. Over time, it truly does get easier to just feel and respond to my essential desire and motivation. The better you are able to observe the nature of your own motivation, whether it seems to be stemming from a deep, genuine desire or from a culturally implanted desire for external validation, the more you will enjoy your singing practice and the better you will be able to sense the source of your own motivation more broadly. Thank you so much for your attention. Please see the episode description for information on how you can subscribe to my email list and check out the variety of other resources that I have available if you would like to practice with me.